Welcome. Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim, today we're back in New York City and we have a guest with us, somebody I love. We have two guests, but it's exciting because this is somebody that we just finished a record. I'm so proud. So I I can't believe that you guys haven't met because he's probably my closest um, work relationship outside of you, Jim. Mm. So this is my this is my guy. Welcome, Davi Garza. Yay! Snaps around. Yeah, and also we have <laughs> we have with us Davi brought along um, another wonderful singer songwriter, uh, Mitra. Woo, Mitra. Mitra. Mi- hey, wait, yeah, how do I say hello. it? Mitra. Mitre. Mitre. Mitre, yeah. Mitre. And wait, you guys came from, where? what are you doing here? You just did a show in, in New York. Yes, uh, I came here to play a few shows. I'm still playing shows in New York and in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mitre came for a, a conference called the LAMC, which is... Latin Alternative Music Conference. Mm-hmm. It's like the South by Southwest for, for Latin music. Fantastic. Yep. And he just played a show at SOB's. And a few other places. And uh, I've been playing at Sleep No More. Right. Um, which has been a great joy. And City Winery. A few places that we are going to play. We're going to play. Exactly. Well, we're going to also play... Um, Jim is going to come with us when we play Marfa. Exactly. Um, Yay. We're going to do our first hybrid music comedy podcast gig. Because um, David and I finished our record. We did a record of um, amazing songs that it's going to be done. Well, it's done... Now, what do we do now? We have to master. We have to master. We have to sequence it. And so those are the very, very uh, small little dotting the I's and crossing the T's. But it's 11 incredible mm. spur of the moment songs. It was like a love at first love at first jam. Right. She would just, she'd <laughs> wake up, she'd time. wake up. Like she'd be, we slept in the in the rooms like next to each other and she'd be like awake at eight or nine in the morning and I could hear her like doing her push-ups and her calisthenics and <laughs> all that stuff, you know, doing her exercise foot bike. And um, and then she'd be just like, little as I know, I'd get up at 10 an hour later and she'd like written two songs. Wow. So we're well, like, we got to do it, you know? It's an inspiring place at the Sonic Ranch, which is in El Paso, is really inspiring. And then, uh, you know, they make breakfast and I went in the morning and I was... Um, I brought my notebook and I was having coffee and then the ladies there that were cooking for me, they go, oh, uh, that's Yoko Ono. And then another one goes, oh, no, no. And they go, no, it's Yoko Ono, it's Yoko Ono. And the other ones go, no, no, oh, no. And um, I go, I'm Yoko Ono. No, I'm Yoko Ono. And so I wrote a song um, about being Yoko Ono because I love Yoko Ono. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I was like, there should be a song. And then so the, then I just showed David. And then David is such a musical genius that he goes, I hear. And then it's like instantly it's a song. And then you, you, you did such an amazing, amazing job of taking like these ideas that I had. And then you go, oh, this is what it is. Like it's so amazing because you honor me as an artist so much that it's like you fully see ev- and hear everything about it, even if I'm just describing it to you. You can just pluck it out of the universe. I mean, I think you're a magician. We're both. We both are e- equally scary musicians. We and are magicians. I have to say, magicians. <laughs> Did he tell you that those same women at the hotel thought he was Julian Lennon? 
yeah, they call me they call me Julian. <laughs> Sitting on the corner by the pecan, playing the whatever. I, don't know. I like Julian. Julian's very very sweet. He's my he's the sixth Beatle. I guess they would say Julian is the, mm, the sort Beatle. of yeah. yeah. But anyway, so we speaking of music and comedy, we have to figure out if we're gonna do this gig. Are we gonna call it Momedy? Momedy or Cusick? Cusick. Cusick. Cusick sounds like a band that. Uh, John and Joan Cusack. <laughs> well, maybe Cusick. maybe our listeners and, can vote on what they, to they'd call be it. They'd touring with the with the Bacon Brothers. <laughs> bacon music. We can throw in Keanu ba- Reeves' bacon, name. Bacon music. We have to think of a a band name. That's we my do. agent's um, directive. Okay, we'll think of a band name. But first of all, this this festival we're going to play in s- middle of September. Mm-hmm. It's called El Cosmico. Mm-hmm. It's in Marfa, Texas. It's out in the middle of nowhere and uh, has amazing musicians going. Every September, we got we all gather. It's a big campsite, and you're gonna love it. Uh, you know, tents and um, you know just stars and hammocks and late night people without any pants playing their saxophone under the stars. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. it's great. <laughs> uh, Ro- great. Robert Plant and Patty Griffin played it last year. And, That's uh, great. You know, there's been different people every year that have come through and, and played. It's a wonderful. Wonderful thing. We're trying to get Girl in a Coma to come and play it this year. Oh, good. Oh, good. It'll be a beautiful thing. But yes, we're going to have to make Momedy. Momedy. Or Cusick. Brilliant. But this is great. Sorry. I was going to say, Marfa is a big artist community out there, right? Yes, exactly. People forget there are fantastic areas of Texas with brilliant, lovely people who aren't retro in their in their thinking retro is really back the yeah. cl- not retro in that good way retro yeah. in their thinking of like let's retro go back to the 19 <laughs> you know the the 1790s yeah exactly but jim's spent some quite a few years in texas so he knows he knows the state i know he's an honorary texan man he's an honorary the hell no you've been in corpus and dallas too the Real deal Texas. Yeah, real yeah. deal yeah. Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like cool Texas. I know. Like, well, if you live in Austin, Austin's like, it's almost like, oh, you live in Austin. That's not Texas, really. That's <laughs> well, like, just Austin because you know, like, cool, it's, it's its own sovereign territory. Cool Texas is like Waco and San Marcos and mm-hmm. Rio Grande City and, and Laredo. That's, you know, El Paso. But El Paso, like that, like that, cra- there was that crazy, um, what is that? Uh, pawn shop. It's like oh got the most insane things that I've ever seen. Really? Like, it, it's like so crazy. It's like a, I don't know, it, it's like a time machine or something. It's called so- Dave's Pawn Shop. It's in downtown El Paso, one of the oldest pawn shops in the city in the southwest. They have Pancho Villa's Trigger Finger, mummified. They have a lot of mummies. You know, of course, you know, most pawn shops, you just like go and trade your 311 CDs for like $7 <laughs> or whatever. But this is like... They have the mummified finger. Of the of trigger finger. finger. Trigger finger. Yeah. And it, it, it's yeah. like an on display. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's on display. It's Only in the window. You oh, you could maybe cough up that cash. You could right? cough yeah. up the cash, but they probably raised the price. But they have that. And they have the VHS of the movie I made in 1995, It's My Party. VHS. Oh, the VHS. The VHS of that. Okay. It's more expensive than Pancho Villa's trigger finger. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also mummified. <laughs> but it's also mummified. Can you imagine though the variety of things that you have and you also have the VHS of that? And then they have a lot of like um crazy, crazy like uh whatever, uh cryo cry uh what is it the thing where it's mystical animals? Um you know the science. They have like narwhal tusks and and, mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of petrified like ligers. fish and ligers, devil fish. Ligers teeth. Yeah, uh, uh, ligers like, like old uh, insignias of like uh, you know Nazis and socialist party and fascist mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, fascist swimwear just 
odd, odd where, did, where did all the items come from? I think people pawn them or they, they hold them until they you know, they get them for money, exchange them for money and then they, they don't if you don't if you don't get it back We'll they think about, go for know, sale. I mean, El Paso literally is is the the passageway. It's, it's, yes, and so there's a lot of people coming straight from El Paso, and they're just trying to lighten their load before they go down to Mexico. Or there's people opposite trying yeah. to leave behind what they had there. It's it's a very very beautiful melting place. I want to see that episode of Antiques Roadshow <laughs> with Pancho Villa's trigger finger. They wish, man. That would be <laughs> that would be they that's wish. pretty wild. Yeah. His finger. Want, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. We saw yeah. it. It's, it's in the window, and it's the main thing that you go there to see. In the window. Yeah. It's yeah. in the window, and then it's like, it, it's just it's just the finger, and it's so it's so amazing. But El Paso is amazing, and the Sonic Ranch is amazing. The The place is like a, it's a big, it's a big like facility. It's a residential recording facility. I've never seen anything like it. But it's like where all these rock stars from all over the world go, and then they, they, uh, what they you have studios and then the people play we were out there with zoe um who is very very famous uh like radiohead yeah they're like they're like the the, the whatever they're like the the my morning jacket of of mexico i mean they're like the whatever they're huge bands i mean but there's also like norteño bands intocable who are like intocable is like the pearl jam of tejano music they're huge but then there's also yeah yeah yeahs bright eyes beach house Tesla, uh, just crazy, you, you name it type of bands. But all this is on a 4,000-acre active working pecan ranch. Oh, wow. So you're mm-hmm. surrounded by thousands of acres of pecan orchards. It's nuts yeah. and, and rock and roll. And So Tony uh, is a very colorful figure. He owns the studio, and he's been there with his family for a long time. Generations. He's, he's incredible. And um, I was late to my flight, and so they were driving me with, uh, Zo- with Angel from Zoe and um, Phil, their British uh, producer, and um, they were hungover and um, driving the car, and Tony was driving literally 130 miles an hour, like not exaggerating, like he was driving 130, what, 35 miles an hour, like really fast, as fast as it could go, and like um, Phil and and Angel were gonna throw up. They're just like <laughs> they were really hungover, so they were gonna throw up. And I was just like, I, I I was just like I'm gonna die. And then I thought, well, I think I'm too. I think that the people in the car are too famous for me to die. <laughs> so I think I'll be, I think I'm gonna live. And so I wrote a song called um, Angel on My Shoulder because Angel Moscata was the angel in the car, so that I wouldn't die. Because and so I I I I, I well, it's called Angel of. Cuernavaca because they're from Cuernavaca so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to record that That's for gorgeous. our next our next um, yeah, album yeah that, that the place is amazing it's like an oasis for musicians you know like you've been there it's like Disneyland uh, yeah. you wake up and you have a Stenway of 1929 Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony is such a character. He's like yeah. the Bruce Wayne of Texas. He's just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, there are some rumors in Mexico City, where I'm from, that he is kind of Bill of Kill Bill. Like uh, and uh. They, no, for real. Uh, rumors of the the A and R's of Sony Music. They they told me, oh, is it true that he's friend of Tarantino and he's like with this sword, uh, oh. uh, cutting like animals? And I'm like, no, he's just a a cool guy, but a little mm. eccentric. But that's funny. Though I am a friend of Tarantino, also. 
So we we both are friends of Tarantino. I got to sing in a shower. We sang fifties doo wop songs, and we talked about you. I didn't even tell you. This. Oh my god! Oh my what god. did you say? Well, he said that fifties doo wop always reminds him of you. Oh, run around Sue, especially. Yeah, he's a sweetie. Like run around Su. <laughs> S-U, Sue, Sue. Yeah, run around Sue. But David, um, you've done film, film music for Robert Rodriguez and stuff, so there's a, there's a film connection. And I think there's a very cinematic quality also to the music that you make because it's just, there's a whole experience. It's not just sonically there, it's visually there. Yes. You know, like whenever I hear your songs, I actually see them as well. Thank you. That, that means a lot. And, and but well, likewise, you know, um, when I hear your, words and i see your words and your, your narratives you as a performance artist as a spoken word artist you know how to get from point a to point b and actually have a point mm. <laughs> you know have a payoff you can take somebody someplace in 25 seconds mm. and change their life which is the the, the the epitome of 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 generosity with people's time and mm. whenever you're making records i have this little saying of like we're saving people's lives we're saving lives because if you have a song that's five minutes and 12 seconds, and it could be just as good if it was three minutes and 13 seconds, then literally, if you give somebody that something that's three minutes and 13 seconds, you can save them two minutes of their life that they can use to mm. right. do something else. Mm. So um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that type of, you know, cinematic brevity and yeah. getting to the point, you know. Yeah. Um, so especially in these days where everything is speeding up and everything's quicker, um, there's going to be a breaking point where people hopefully come come around to taking more time to mm. let it's things beautiful. sit in a little. But, you know, maybe while we're in this place that we're at right now, I think Margaret's music is uh, in a real special place where it's going to hit a lot of really, it's going to hit people in a lot of really cool ways. I, I mean, so. And so what's really amazing about her songs is that they're, it's like a Beatles, like the first like revolver or rubber soul. The songs are like two minutes and 15 seconds, mm. two minutes and 45 seconds, three minutes and two seconds. Mm -hmm. you know? But there's so much content. Mm -hmm. They're really them. full. Yeah. They're They're full. Really, they are almost like you could go back and listen immediately on right on after. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because it's so full of everything. Exactly. But that, but that is good to sort of, to, to cut. Sometimes you, there, you do need some edit and save some life. Exactly. But I'm also about wasting people's time oh, a yeah. little bit. I like to stretch <laughs> it out sometimes. Me and, too. And keep well because the attention span is is not there as much. But that right. is good. But sometimes you can look at you. Sometimes you need somebody outside to look at it and go, let's 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 just like make this tighter. Well, mm -hmm. but it's also cool to work with strange. I don't want to say strangers, but people that you don't know. That's what's great about being mm -hmm. a fan of someone. Mm -hmm. You know, someone like like I've been a quote unquote a fan of Margaret's for twenty something years. You know, just from being. Her, her being in the ether of of art of the arts, and uh, getting this of her buying this CD, listening to her CD while on the road, with the guys who are hungover and vomiting out the side of the van, you know, literally. <laughs> um, so, uh, but then the the randomness, all these years later, of actually being in the studio where I am most comfortable, talking her into coming 
to this mm-hmm. crazy El Paso studio, and I knew I knew she was going to get it. Yeah, yeah. And I knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there were like two or three songs that would not exist if it if I hadn't have brought her. I know it's right. true. Wow. So, it's true. There's so many things that you know we uh, created right there because it was just the right thing, and it, it's it's incredible what that place does. But it's also you and the way that you are so like passionate about music, and you can hear something and create any, anything, and you can play everything. So it's so like you have everything right there it's really powerful to watch and to be able to listen and it's such a great honor to be able to participate well, it's going to be so fun to take this out on the road someday I know well we will yes. we, we are going to and now so when we do this show in Marfa do you think it would just it would just be the th- what's going to be the three of us the three of us but we're also going to have a great friend on saxophone named Topaz, Topaz who I wrote a song about too He's so hopefully he's not going to be wearing his pants, but he's going to be playing his saxophone. <laughs> hopefully not going to be no, wearing he's his a, pants. No, he's better when he doesn't have any pants on. For some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> something he's about his genius. tone. Something about his tone more comes freedom. Out. He just lets it all out. I'm literally. Um, <laughs> he's a genius. <laughs> and then we have another guy named Dan Dyer who's going to be playing along. He's like a mountain man. He's a, he's a hunk of a man, basically. You can just climb him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to be kind of maybe playing little keyboards. Okay. I already have a band she doesn't even know about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Welcome to your band. Well, um, so she has then many bands. I have many bands. And this is a really, but this is a really exciting one because it'll just be like us. This is your Tejano experience. And band. this will be like <laughs> our, our first time yeah. premiering our, our music in this um, setting. Exactly. And then we're going to do more shows like this, but this will be kind of like the beginning of like, okay, this is where we start. And then. Um, you know, we like play these songs live, and um, uh, Jim has heard quite a lot. I think you've heard almost all. No, you've heard all the songs I've on heard the record. Just about everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, what's great is I heard them um, in some of them very initially just on her guitar in Atlanta mm-hmm. when they were just. I just wrote this song as you were driving over here. Listen to it, and I probably have a couple of little mm. um, demos that I recorded. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to listen to them because back you've back. really you've really taken yeah. them and and made and them, made them amazing. Made them I mean, amazing. the Yoko song, it really sounds like a Yoko song, but then it, <laughs> but then it also sounds like its own thing as well. Yeah. But it it very much has a. You listen to it, you go, oh, it's it it makes me think of Walking on Thin Ice or one of those exactly. songs that she had at that time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But then it but it's completely different from it. But you it it would be one thing to have a Yoko song, but when it sounds like a Yoko song. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm it's actually really a little, cool. little scared walking around New York because I don't want to run into Yoko because she's going to be pissed when she hears this jam. She's going to wish that it was hers. So good. She's going to wish she's going to be upset. Well, but she's going to sing it. She's gonna, we're going to yeah. have her sing it. I know, but I'm just a little upset that she's going to be so angry with me that she can't get past that, how funky it is. <laughs> this is so good. But, uh, I am Julian, so I yes. guess she, she's going to have... I'm it's like a so redheaded stepchild to her anyway, so... I guess it'll all it'll all come out in the mix. I love it, and and I mean, it's like I'm so excited that we're gonna do these shows. But like, you're also in the middle of your tour. Yes, I am. I have this new record that's awesome. It's awesome. It's called Human Tattoo. Such a beautiful album. And uh, the whole theme of it is that we, as people, give each other human tattoos when we fall in love. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have any tattoos, and uh, but everyone, all my friends have tattoos because mm-hmm. they're all much cooler than I am, and. Um, so that, that it's like this thing to get a tattoo means that you memorialize this moment. Like, oh, I'm so messed up. I'm so messed up. I got to get a tattoo about how messed up I am. I'm going to get <laughs> Miss Pac-Man on my left shoulder, whatever, <laughs> you know, because I was blaming Miss Pac-Man when I was here, whatever. So, but, uh, and it's the same thing when you fall in love. You're just like, I'm just going to 
cosmically jizz all over you and that's going to be my human tattoo to you so um the whole record is kind of a journey through that through that thing and i'm on tour starting right now and then i'm going to come back uh, after this i'm doing a few um tribute shows to elliot smith i'm the musical yeah. director oh, cool we're going to be here at the bowery ballroom in new york city on august 10th with chris Thiele and rhett miller and uh, mary lou lord another crazy yeah. old school then we go to Portland, and Gus Van Zant's going to host that. Um, gonna Portland, be, Portland, Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Gus Van Zant land, and uh, guys from Modest Mouse and and Granddaddy are going to oh, be wow. there. And then we go to L.A. at Largo, mm-hmm. where John Bryan and a bunch of the cast of characters are going to be there. And then to Austin, um, where we're going to do a big show. So do that, and then. But uh, I told you about the crazy thing. So the when oh, we were yeah, in Austin, yeah, 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 yeah. we ran into Elliot's sister. Um, when we were at, we were buying food. And then when we were in El Paso, um, my brother got in a car accident with Jennifer Chiba while we were in the studio. And then she was like, she texted me. She's like, um, I got in an accident with your brother. And then he was like, he texted me. He's like, do you know Jennifer Chiba? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because that's his, uh, Elliot's girlfriend. Mm. Um, but it was just such a weird thing because it was just like, we were just working and then you're doing that. It's a serious issue. I really want to do those shows too. I want to come and do. Um, the LA one. Oh yeah, I want to come and do Amity. Oh yeah. Amity, Amity, Amity. I love his songs. I don't know yet, so we'll figure it out. That's but what podcasts are for. We'll figure it we out. But we uh, we want to put this out so that we can promote your tour and your record, which is so great. And um, Pearl Jam just tweeted your record. Yay! Oh, that's great. Just a few million people they reached. So, you know, that's it's, you never know who's going to just get into what you do. And You have so many fans. It's a, lot, it's a very good, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love. You know, a lot of people talk trash. Um, but a lot of people really yeah, just but people about love, love you. We, nobody, oh. But the thing is, it's so easy to talk the rubbish. But people, it, that, that's momentary. You yeah. know, yeah. I think yeah. there's so much we, we focus on all that negative, mm-hmm. especially on Twitter and uh, and Twitter's great, but there's so much like nastiness on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's what, nice when there's the good the good side of it. Uh, I want to ask Mitra real quick about Twitter in Mexico and the phenomena of Twitter in Mexico, real quick. Well, for me, it, it has been a great experience, you know. My, uh, I owe my career to social uh, network. I have a lot of fans in Italy, in South America, and I've never been there. Uh, because of Twitter, I was uh, I won a contest in Milan, Italy. Oh my goodness. The Latin artist of the people beating Ricky Martin and Juanes and Bumburi. And I've never been there, so That's amazing. I, I totally understand what it's about. It you about. Know, like it's a, it's a phenomenon big there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully uh, you can just keep spreading the love. And you're just here in New York for just one more day? Yes. I, I, this is one probably one of my favorite places in the world. And how did you spend your day today? Uh, I came to play, uh, mm-hmm. first of all, like in the Latin Alternative Music Conference. Then I played for BMI in the World Trade Center, a, col- a couple of interviews uh, here in Manhattan, in New Jersey, promoting my new album. And... Uh, I'll go back to Texas to finish the mixes. And then touring here in the States, uh, Spain, and Mexico. Awesome. So you were, doing the mi- you were doing your mixing when I saw you down there. That's right. That, um, and uh, what process, what's the process like? Do you do all your recording there? It was a funny process because uh, when I arrived to Sonic Ranch uh, almost nine months ago, I had this album like finished. Mm-hmm. And I came 
to Sonic Grunge, it was like a pause in my creative uh, moment. I wanted to learn some engineering and production. And then the magic of the place that you said, mm-hmm. it changed me. Mm-hmm. And I evolved very, very fast. So I woke up one day and I listened to the album and I was like, who is this guy that is singing? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I didn't recognize me. So I was like, it was a really, really hard decision. So I put those songs away and I was like, I'm going to do it from scratch. Yeah. And uh, David also gave me this idea of making a collaboration album with all these artists that I'm writing with from ah. Mexico and from here. Oh, cool. And I, I have the honor to have him in one of the songs. It, I know, we we were listening to it downstairs in the subway and it's just amazing. <gasps> what about when you first saw Margaret? Were you scared? Did she scare you? <laughs> no, I, I the first experience I have with you was listening to your music, and mm-hmm. I was like, "This is just awesome!" Like oh, uh, the, the Yoko Ono song is so just mind blowing. And it's so cool that you you're from you come to her through her music first, mm-hmm. yes. instead of through her acting yes. and her, yes. her her performance. No, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm a Thank huge you. fan of your Thank album. Thank you. That's Thank awesome. You. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a smash. Well, it's a people. smash. It's a smash thing, and. It's a it's a hit, and it's also. But what it is truly a, 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 for me, the exciting thing is a creative triumph, and also like you know, like yeah. we just got together and we just like wrote more than half the songs. Actually, mo- most of the record, the one song that we didn't even put on was the one that we had worked on. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? It's just the strangest thing. Well, it's it's almost like you know. A, I don't know, I, not to be gross, but you know the placenta—you get rid of it, or you you cut off the umbilical cord, right. or, or the 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 first root or the seed of the flower, you know, or that you throw away the seed of the apple, you know, the seed we don't—that doesn't even—we're past it, you know, we've grown past it, and that's just amazing about the the collaborative um, situation. But right now, where we're at in terms of um, the spirit of the times, for me, you know, where I feel 2013 summer, where we're at. Just there's no more barriers, you know. There's mm-hmm. no more boundaries, and, mm-hmm. and there's just been this huge explosion of comedy over the last two or three years. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, as a musician, it's exciting to see because, like, that what where comedy is right now in these last two three years is kind of where the golden age of music was um, to me in the late '60s. Of just like, there's only so many. There's so many, but there's only so many. Mm. Like. There's the Doors, there's the Beatles, there's the Stones, there's the Kinks, there's Janice, there's Jimmy, there's, you know, there's all these, yeah, but after, after you to count them, there's only like, really like 30, <laughs> okay? Right, mm-hmm. right. But we could all sit here and count those 30 quote-unquote comedians, and they're all people that you know, that we all know, that we share, you know, you know, this and that with, and it's just kind of like a breaking point, and uh, comedy right now is this real, real direct communication, and even me just as a musician, kind of coming from the Largo scene of the, you know, early 2000s, 2000, in 99, 2000. I mean, I remember sitting in the back of the club with Dave Grohl and Jack Black and a, and some little guy named Aziz and some weirdo named Jack Black and some other yeah. crotchety guy, and, you know, that was on this Canadian show, you know. And and then you just go, oh, my God, no, those guys are superstars now. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and I was like... And it's just the weirdest thing um, that all this little, you know, um, the the energy that's being put out through all these, you know, quote unquote, stand up comedians, it's just it's cutting through the BS 
of all the things you people used to have to like get on a TV show, mm-hmm. right. be in a in a sitcom, mm-hmm. be in a whatever. And now with the immediacy of the social world that we're in right now, yeah. the social networking, the viral stuff is huge. Yeah, you know, people can get something; their life can be changed in fifteen seconds. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you know, in in fifteen seconds, and then you're a superstar. It's not the way music. It's not the same thing. You know, music takes a little bit. It's a well, it's a art. lot, a lot more of a process to 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 record and produce and get it all together mm-hmm. and 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 that that thing that is a great immediacy of it. But still, even but it seems to be a lot of artists now are producing their own albums and financing them themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what when we talked to Billy Bragg, he did that. He's like, you know, let's take a gamble, and it actually sold bigger than any of his albums in 20 years mm-hmm. and he and he was tweeting about well you know maybe i should stay in the game because i wasn't sure if there was even a market anymore for people wanting my album but it's ta- it's almost taken out of the hands of record companies and mm-hmm. for comics it's taken out of the hands of networks and whatever of people going well you should do this and you should do that well no how about the artists dictate what they should do because if the i think if the artist likes it then the people who like their artist are probably going to enjoy it as well oh yeah, yeah. And, and people are are hungry to support the artists in a way, you know, the average fan knows that um, if, if, if they buy something, I mean, look at, look at a, you know, it's all over the web. If you buy something directly from someone's website and it's a direct MP3 or direct video, the fan likes the fact that his money, her money is going to that artist Mm -hmm. directly, not to some, corporation in in who knows where with all this you know it's it's a, a real uh in the, again the immediacy it's a tactileness that, that, mm-hmm. that people can really that people love you know it's it's the same phenomenon of, of the whole um farmer's market stuff you know yeah. people like to just give their money directly to the guy that sold that that, <laughs> that planted that yeah. cucumber you know, I know it's, right it's a similar type of but thing it is, you know, it is this this uh, this music has no pesticides it's organic <laughs> it's organic it's, it's completely it's the same idea that's brilliant though that is a great analogy no steroids no yeah, no steroids no yeah it's no, no plastic packaging hasn't been sitting under lights so for years, years. <laughs> it's been sitting in a office for seven months i mean I was a, a, a product of the 90s major labels in a lot of ways. Not product, but I, I went, I started my career in the late 80s releasing these things called cassettes, you know? Right. You couldn't, I mean, it was too much money to make a CD. So mm-hmm. I would just make cassette after cassette, you know, 500 copies, 1,000 copies, 1,500 copies, sell them at shows. And, and then, of course, the major labels found out and the, you, you signed with the major label. And, and uh, it was just a, such a crazy thing with the major labels to realize. I'm sure it was the same thing with you. How much waste? How much waste of time? How much waste of money? How yeah. much waste of energy? Yeah. You'd make a record and you deliver it and they go, okay, well, it's January. We'll put this out in September. Like, well, what are you going to so do weird. between now and September? Yeah. Well, we're going to have to sit on it and plan I for it. I understand. And, and it's <laughs> like it's not an egg and you're so not weird. A, a rooster. You know? it's like, <laughs> but it's weird. Like It's like now like kind of all of that weird bloatedness is taken out of music. And now it's you have a lot more control as, as an artist to do your thing and put it out there. And um, it's a very exciting time in music. You know, I think it's really, really great because we have the control now. We have like the ability to put it out. And that's so cool. No, it's so exciting. I mean, technically, on a surely technical level, if she and I went across the street to a mastering lab, we could master this thing in 
two hours mm-hmm. and release it and tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's amazing. You know, it, it's just um, that's a freedom. That's it's exciting, but it's also um, it's kind of scary. You know, because you got to be really careful about what you put out when you put out because you know that it's going to get to people. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so good. It's like our record is so good. And it's like I have such um, joy and excitement about it. And I don't have like another like structure kind of this is what happened with my last record, which was great, too, in its own way. But I had a lot of people just saying, you can't do this. You can't do music. You can't. You got to make it this way. You got to make it that way. And then, you know, you have to use people who are like big stars who everybody I think everybody's a star. So I'm like, yeah. I don't even know like who's a star and who's yeah. not a star. I'm like, well, now I have David who's the biggest star of all. Aww. So it's so exciting. Well, but you know, but the, he's just, he's just star of David. Exactly. Star of my, my star of David. Uh, star of David. You know, then you have to get like the, sign the release forms and talk to the lawyers and yeah. you gotta wait for three months for that. And right, months, right. You know, that, that's forever. just stuff that is like, why? You know I mean? People who love her are going to love her no matter what she does, whether she's singing with the janitor or singing with Janet Jackson. You know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter. So, um, and and that's just something that you live and you learn. I mean, her last record was amazing. I actually kind of wanted to ask you about <laughs> about Thank that. You. Like, how did how did they even come? Well, it was about? a lot of fighting because I've always wanted to make a record of music, but then my um, the people that I was working with, you know, who who really kind of based their like income on me were like very up in arms about me doing something musical and I I kept trying to explain that I'm going to do the same thing as a comedian that I would as a musician like I'm I'm really not doing anything different but they really were so they they were like it's got to be like really funny it's got to be it's got to be this and I'm like I I'm just going to do whatever and the other thing was they they really wanted me to work with like people who had like big names and and stuff, which is great, and I got to work with amazing people, but I also wish that I could have ser- sort of composed my own music, yeah. written my own song. Like I, And on a few of these um, songs on the record, I got to compose them with, with you know, just my limited ability as a composer, and then you would come in and make something really exciting out of it, but I have the, now I can go, I actually wrote this music, you know? Yeah, this is your music. This new record is... It it's feels great. like you. I mean, in going back and listening to your previous album, you know, your CD, it's like it's like you with a bunch of clothes on that are really cool clothes. Mm-hmm. But this one's like you with your clothes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you it's know, like you're, my you're design. You're the des- you're the designer. You're you're it's the my, you're my the vision. Yeah. Kind of. Our and our vision together. You know, yeah. it was really um, magical. So I I'm really grateful that we got to do this. But it's like I love all the people that I worked with. It's just that. It it was so much more important for there there to be some kind of like this name attached to it that which is fine and I, I but I'm like well what about um let let me do something on my own I just what, couldn't what about your name yeah yeah but yeah, it became exactly. sort of meaningless yeah. what about that, in name? that what about that huge name but then the, the album did really well and then um it got a Grammy nomination and then it got uh, the live version of it got a Grammy nomination That's so amazing. it got sustained Grammy nominations for two years. And so it was still amazing. So it was a great record, but, um, and everybody worked really hard on it. Um, But like the the whole idea of like a comedy record or it has to be funny or it has to be this or that. And, and uh, the idea of, I mean, as a comedian, I mean, it's so weird. I I think it feels so strange to even refer to you as a comedian 
To me, you're a performance artist. Mm -hmm. You know, Ch Charlie Chaplin was not a comedian. Mm -hmm. Lenny Bruce was not a comedian. You know, uh, it, it, there's, you, it's bigger than that. And for people who only think of you as a, only a comedian, mm -hmm. you're putting this, you know, this, this thing on you that, that doesn't need to be there. And, um, you know, in terms of like a, what makes something comedy is is what actually makes people loosen up and enjoy just that concept of joy. Mm. Mm -hmm. It could be laughing your butt off, or it could be smiling, or it could be making you think. And yeah. sometimes just making somebody think in itself is an act of the greatest, deepest comedy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's that beautiful, uh, that beautiful thing, that little lecture that Lenny Bruce gave on what is comedy, and he talks about like Laurel and Hardy, uh, Red Skelton, like this guy, funny. You know, John, John Winters, not funny. Uh, you know, Chaplin, hilarious. This, you know, he goes by and he's like, what is funny? And so as a musician to hear someone, you know, someone who's of a different era, mm -hmm. you know, talk about that or to hear a comedian talk about what is jazz? What's great about the modern jazz quartet versus this or what's great mm -hmm. about Paul Desmond versus Hank Mobley or who, who, who knows, whatever. Um, that's what's exciting about where Margaret's at right now is that like, this record, it, to me, it is a comedy record mm -hmm. in the best, right. hugest right. way. Right. I mean, there's some funny, funny, funny stuff on there, but it's not, it wasn't planned to be funny. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, oh, yuck, 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 this is comedy writing, and we're just putting these funky beats to it. It's like, what it is, is that this moment happened. Mm -hmm. This moment was real. The fact that she woke up and was by herself with these crazy women from Wadis who were cooking for her and were calling her Yoko Ono behind her back. And then <laughs> it's this crazy, like, David Bowie hanging out with John Lennon doing a couple lines of blow and Yoko sitting there writing a, a disco song yeah. mm -hmm. in 1978. That's so good. what it feels like. So, I mean, that, that to me is comedy mm -hmm. of the highest order, mm -hmm. you know? People forget sometimes that... You know what is what is humorous and what's a joke. Like they probably wanted you to make if because you were doing music, it, it had to be so over the top a joke, right? That if it, that if it didn't go well, you could go. Yeah. Oh no, she was just making it as a joke. When your when your aim is to no, I actually want to make good music. Yeah, that you could look at it and go, but there's some real humor in there, mm -hmm. and people forget of, about that. The two are kind of different. You know, something that's yeah. serious, but yet yet can be taken for the funny that's in there but you approach it seriously but my favorite my favorite artists are always like that like um bob dylan is very funny mm -hmm. bob dylan is actually really really hilarious or like morrissey is always like really funny mm -hmm. or like elvis costello the funny songs that you know real wit that is in there mm -hmm. yeah and that but they you know they they one of their chief like elements is humor and they're real humorous like billy bragg is quite a humorist so, I mean, it's like, why can't it be that? But this was like during that era of like Flight of the Concords where like comedy music was like hot and it was a thing. And I mean, it was something that like they were just like, oh, it's got to be like, flight, you know, and those people right, that I was working right, with, they like right. worship Flight of the Concords, who I like a lot, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, that's something different too. Because it's really, um, it, it's like they, they're, they're almost like song parodies too. We want to just create real music, right. like real, like yeah. not that's sort of. Like Almost weird Al Yankovic territory, mm -hmm. which is great. Which is great. But that's not, th this is more along the lines, like you're saying Elvis Costello, I could really see, mm -hmm. or Billy Bragg, you know. It's just someone whose mind is alive and 
uh, working on, on firing on all cylinders. Yeah. You know, John Lennon, perfect example. I mean, there's yeah. hilarious Beatles songs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some of the greatest hip hop is mm-hmm. complete. I mean, early yeah. Beasties is amazing, you know, so in terms funny. of that stuff. So we're, we're hopefully kind of, that's where we're pointing our weapons, you know, kind of mm-hmm. hopefully firing in that direction. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully people will get a smile on their face, man. Let me ask this, if I may, because my my curiosity is always there. What 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 were you doing in a shower with Quentin Tarantino? Oh, this is awesome. I I, I let it I let it go for a bit, but I was going to come back to it. Well, we were. Uh, it was a photo shoot with a really great photographer, um, a re- really great photographer who lives here, Mark Seliger. And oh yeah, and um, it just we all just happened to be there at, at the same time and. We just were in the shower. That was it. All right. Well, <laughs> that explains Singing. it. Okay. So, David is on tour right now. Um, where can they tweet you? Uh, and they, where can they find out about tour dates? What, what can happen? They can go to David Garza, which is spelled like David, D-A-V-I-D-G-A-R-Z-A dot com. That's my website. Or you can mm-hmm. go to at David Garza Music. Find me on Twitter. And I'm on all the Friendster and AOL online. And, and the album is out <laughs> now. Human, human Tattoo is out now. It's human a brilliant t- yeah, record. Go to iTunes and it's there as well. It's brilliant. And everybody should listen. It's wonderful. And, um, and then our, uh, when do you think our record's going to come out? It'll Soon. come out before the snow falls on the ground in New York City. That's our, our, that's our goal. Our record will be out really, really soon. Yes. And um, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's amazing. But we'll, people will be able to see us in our band in Marfa. Yes. September 13th and 14th, come out to El Cosmico Festival. Okay, are you going to come, Mitra? Yeah, that is the idea. Uh, I start touring in August, so I'll be here in the States also. Wonderful. September. So where they where, where are they where are they able to tweet at you and to um, contact you? Yeah, my website is mitre-music.com. Uh, Twitter is at mitremx. And uh, there they could find like my touring dates and mm-hmm. my music and iTunes. They, I have my albums there, Mitre. so Mitre. I always respond. And then and then um, and then you're still mixing and you're almost done and your album will be out soon too. Yeah, my my first single of the new album comes out in August, mm-hmm. so it's it's very very soon. So uh, exciting! One of the singles is going to be the the, the song with David also in September, maybe October. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot coming. I love that. Yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna now we're gonna jam. We're, Lee Lee Turkson is just coming we're, with his with beautiful wife and baby. We're going to jam, um, but uh, we you know we're gonna have some rock and roll now. But um, you can tweet me at Margaret Show. You can tweet both of us at Monsters Talk. Where can they tweet you, Jim? At Jimmy Shelter. And we love our listeners. Um, we love them. So why don't you just like listen? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes? We are every Monday. We uh, SoundCloud.com every Monday at 9 a.m. But this episode will go up earlier because we want to promote your tour. Awesome. So we are going to do that. But, and, and, but we're going to rock out. And we will talk to you next time. Rock and roll. <laughs>